Coming to you from the middle of the country, a new voice in politics, a show that is breaking away from the two-party system. In the Middle, with your host, Justin Staten. So I told you it was happening. Well, actually, I think Dan Bongino said it was happening, and I shared that information with you, but it's happening. It's happening, guys. There's uh, some talk coming out of Canada about Justin Trudeau, the pallbearer of freedom. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, welcome to the show, everybody. Yeah, so it's not looking good for Justin Trudeau, and there is some serious issues uh, with China interfering in the Canadians' last election. I'm really here, really here. (laughs) I'm really happy you're here, and I'm just giddy to do the show. So I can talk, I guess, because of that. But no, I'm really super glad that you're here for another episode of In the Middle. Thank you guys for coming back and giving me your time and spending time with me. And hopefully we can keep building this coalition and getting everybody in the middle together, stop giving our money to the Democrat Party and the Republican Party and and pulling our money out of companies like BlackRock and Vanguard that don't have our best interest at heart. And I'm hoping we can build a coalition to do this together. Guys, I got a packed show for you today. I... I, I'm going to run through it as fast as I can. I, do, I don't want, but I also want it to be quality. I, I don't want you to be stuck here listening with me unless unless you love to uh, all day long. But there's a lot of uh, news happening. There's, there's so much that's happened just in the last 24 hours. I can't pack it all into the show, but I got to be honest. Uh, there's a lot of concerning stuff going on right now. And I'm not trying to be the doom and gloom guy or the naysayer, but this is I think uh, it's just ratcheting up very quickly. You know, we, we got China, you know, we, there's evidence coming out, which I think we all knew was there. I mean, guys, we we talked about this infiltration, collaboration, and we're going to talk more about this Justin Trudeau thing. We got Biden over in Europe, you know, trying to drag us into World War III and Putin saying, yeah, I think they're also trying to drag us into World War III. And guess what? He just ended uh, uh, a nuclear arms treaty that we had. Um, you've got Zelensky, the idiot in Ukraine, saying that if Russia were to use nuclear nuclear weapons, that all the other countries in NATO that have nuclear weapons should also use nuclear weapons. I mean, it's like these guys are idiots. Um, it's it, it's it's getting out of control, and then we've got craziness going on back here. You've got people announcing their runs for president, so just a lot going on right now. And I was actually going to air uh, my first interview series today, but I I'll have to do it tomorrow because there's just so much going on, and I I want to make sure that that you guys are getting all the information and sifting through it. So. Today's show, we're going to talk about a few things. You know, I came across some data the other day that really raised my eyebrows. Have you guys been paying attention to the excess death rates? Uh, They seem to be on the rise. And the rise eerily corresponds to the vaccine rollouts, more specifically when the government started to make them mandatory. Uh, It's eerie. And I want to share that with you guys today. And then did you see this Vic uh, Ramaswamy 
has officially announced that he is also going to be running for president. And if you don't know who Vec uh, Ramaswamy is, I'm going to tell you all about him today. I was actually pumped to see him announce that he is going to run uh, for a couple reasons. One, he's an Ohio native, so I trust him just a little bit more already because he's from he's from Cincinnati and from Ohio. But the guy's just got a really good story, and so. Well, I was super pumped to see that he was throwing his hat in the ring. I'm going to tell you all about it today. And then is the Biden administration seriously, quietly working uh, to create a legally binding deal with the WHO, the World Health Organization, to give them the authority over Americans during future pandemics? Oh, God, I really hope not, guys. But that is the word. I'm going to tell you a little bit about that. And Justin Trudeau, guys, as I mentioned at the top of the show, Looks like he's in hot water. I think this guy finally stepped in shit. And uh, it's not it's not looking good for him. Uh, it looks like China definitely not only had their hands in his uh, re-election campaign, uh, but also had... Well, I'm just going to read some of the this information to you. I don't, I don't want to give too much away too soon. But if you want to hear the craziness about that, stick around. We're going to cover that uh, towards the end of the show. And how I think... It is actually not much different here. If anything, it is the same here in the United States. I just think uh, Canada's intelligence agencies aren't a part of the take yet, so they are actually still investigating, and God bless them for actually being investigators. Uh, so more to come on that. But again, guys, before we get completely enthralled into the show, hey, thank you so much for sharing the show. And for leaving me some reviews and comments, some of you, you know, I know personally, which is awesome. And, and you've kind of reached out uh, personally and, and given me some some tips and feedback and some comments on the show. And, and that means the world to me. I really appreciate it. I also want to send a quick um, shout out. I, I've got some people, Tennessee, if you're out there listening, Tennessee, thank you. We, we've had a, a big increase in Tennessee listens. Um, so I just want to say thank you, North Carolina. Uh, I see you too. And thank you. I, I really appreciate that. And then I think I've got some service members potentially, um, in Germany and in South Korea who are listening and Hey, I see you too, guys. Thank you for, for, for downloading and subscribing. Please though, make sure that you leave a, a review, uh, make sure to hit the subscribe button, leave a review, leave a comment. Tell me what you like, what you don't like, so I can continue to make the show better for you guys. That is that is my whole goal here is to bring you a, a better show every day. And while I was in the middle of saying all that, guys, today's the type of show, man, I had to pack pack a big chew in my mouth. So I may sound a little unenunciated today, uh, and hopefully you'll forgive me. I'm just so fired up. Like, I, yeah, I, I packed up a big old chew and big league chew here, and I'm... I'm ready to go. I'm ready to talk about this. I am fired up, uh, not only for 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 all of the, the 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 listeners and the people trying to share the show and get the show out there and get the the message out there, but all the amazing feedback and and I've had a few interviews so far, which will be posted here in the near future. And you know, just having those conversations with everyday Americans and 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 you know, talking about the political landscape and where they're where everybody kind of lands. They're, the middle is growing, guys. We in the middle are growing. I, I think we're bigger than the right and the left combined. 
when people really look at where they're at politically and and um ide ideologies wise I, we're the middle is growing guys there is no doubt the middle is growing and it's got me fired up because i think i think if we can spread this message far and wide we can create this coalition and i'm super excited to do so so i'm fired up packed in the big dip let's get on with it and you got to be careful about saying like dip d-i-p guys so don't for you gutter gutter mind you know gutter trash mind out there uh it's d-i-p dip as in kodiak wintergreen long cut here we go so i'm looking around the other night uh on Twitter, and I come across this tweet, and and you'll have to forgive me, I forget the guy's name, but he was talking about the, he wrote an article about the excess death rates, uh, mortality rates in Europe, and he had, on this tweet, posted a map, a colored-in map of Europe, and this the colors were codependent upon, were dependent upon how many excess deaths as a percentage of the baseline um, determine the color. So the darker the red, the color, the the higher the excess mortality rates were on this map. And it was, and this was just Europe. And it, it was bad. And this is just since 2020, with the baseline being 2016, uh, to see the percent increase. They used the baseline of 2016 to 2019, right? Pre-pandemic. And then started looking at excess mortality rates post-pandemic. Now we know during the pandemic that they they we already know the numbers that they used to calculate COVID deaths were not a hundred percent people who died of COVID, meaning COVID is what actually killed them. We know that. We know that to be the case. Factually, statistically, there are no doubts. We also know that hospitals were incentivized from a reimbursement rate standpoint, especially as it pertains to Medicare and Medicaid, to mark on death certificates or cause of deaths that it was COVID related. YouTube's going to love this show, guys. I'm, <laughs> YouTube is going to love this show and I'm going to post it because they'll probably kick me off the platform and why not? Uh, but we know they were incentivized to do that. So when we look at, so we know the numbers from COVID, right? We know that when we look at 2020, the reason I bring this up is because if we look at 2020 and 2021, they're going to say some of those excess, excess deaths were due to people dying of COVID. We know that's not the case. There were people who died with COVID, meaning they died and tested positive for COVID, but COVID wasn't the thing that actually killed them. However, if somebody died with COVID, it counted as a COVID death. Then the CDC took those COVID death numbers and counted those towards excess mortality rate if we went over our average mortality rate for the year. And I can tell you now, since 2020, we have went over our average mortality rate every year since 2020. So in 2020, 2021, 2022, we have exceeded our baseline which was 2019, pretty dramatically. And so that got me thinking, and this guy, he just had a map of Europe. And I'm like, well, what are the, what are the excess morta uh, mortality rates here in America since 2019? So 
I did some digging and some research, and I found this website called usmortality.com. Please go check it out. That's usmortality.com. And they pull data straight from the CDC to create nice, easy-to-view charts of our excess mortality rates. And when you look at the chart, if you just pull up the chart of the United States and the cumulative excess deaths in America, just America across the board, and you can actually pull this by state too, which was very interesting to do because some states got got their population vaccinated faster or more people in their state than others. And and that kind of it shows through in these charts and in the data, guys, which I'm I'm getting to here in just a second. So bear with me. But if you go to this website, you can see these excess mortality rates starting in the chart start in 2021, uh, and and just prior to April in 2021. Now we know the vaccines came out in, you know, early 2021. They started being widely adopted, widely pushed, widely disseminated in 2021. We know that. So we know the excess mortality for 2020 were all the CDC's excess uh, uh, or COVID deaths that they attach to excess deaths. So that would push up your 2020 numbers, right? People dying uh, with or of COVID. And the, people, the, the data of COVID is much, much, much smaller of uh, deaths than people with COVID. So <clears throat> if we're given credit, we could easily say that the 2020 rise and the excess mortality rates uh, are, you know, somewhat COVID related. And I'll give you that. Because the vaccines weren't widely available yet. However, those excess COVID deaths are not as big in 2020. If you look at the graph coming into 2021, the number of excess COVID deaths in 2020 are pretty low. Meaning 2020's excess deaths in America or mortality rate was not that much larger than 2019. So roughly the same amount of people died in 2020, a little bit more than what died in 2019. However, looking at these charts, you see a huge increase in mortality, excess mortality rates starting in right after, well, starting in April of 2021. Remember, that's when vaccines are coming out and people are starting to get vaccinated. Then around August of 2021 is when mandates started happening. Remember, get the jab, lose your job. Federal people had to do it. Everybody was forced to do it or or get kicked out of the military, lose your job, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not going to give you my opinion on that today, but I, I think you can surmise what my opinion of the forced vaccination is because I believe in freedom. <clears throat> but when you look at the chart, guys, in starting in July and then in August of 2021, the excess death rates go off the charts. There's this huge spike starting in July and August of 2021 and continues and is still continuing continuing into 2023. You've got all these stories out there about 
people dying, just randomly dying, young people in their 20s, 30s, and 40s just falling over dead. And you got the mainstream media out there saying, oh, well, they must have gotten some kind of virus, then uh, some kind of virus, not, not even a theory of what. They must have gotten some kind of virus that uh, made their heart swell and uh, gave them some sort of cardiac compromise. Now I'm sitting there thinking, you cannot be serious. I'm sitting here thinking, you cannot be serious. We only had this whole COVID nightmare, this whole pandemic thing. We, you know, we just spent the last three years dealing with that. We rolled out a vaccine that was on emergency use authorization only that had a clinical study or trial prior to being released of around like what 14,000 people and only one not n- not the normal track for anything to get approved by the FDA not not the normal track at all i mean we rushed it so we don't know that it's safe and effective because we didn't have the rigorous clinical t- trials that most medications vaccines go through in order to be approved by the FDA it just got rubber stamped and thrown out there And we were all forced to take it. And now we don't know why young people in their 20s and 30s and 40s are dying. And we've got people literally going on national TV and saying, well, we, we don't know why this is happening. Like you can't connect the dots. You can't see the correlation. Well, the correlation, guys, if you go to usmortality.com, the correlation is right there. Right there. Just go back. We, we, we've got to get out of the mindset of having short attention spans. We've got to remember this stuff. We can't. I know life is busy and I know we got to move on with things. And, and I know we got to keep going to work every single day. And I know we got to get our kids to school and we got to pay the bills and we got to go on our vacations. And we, we have to do all the things that Americans love to do. And I get that and I understand that. But what we cannot do is forget. We cannot continue to have short attention spans in America. Because if you just go back and look at the history of this, the correlations are there. I was one of, I can remember back and I posted some stuff on Facebook and I felt so bad I took it down because people attacked the crap out of me. People I thought were my friends attacked me. When the virus first came out, I made a post that said, hey, when when the death rate of this virus gets to 0.001, I think at that point, or I think maybe point zero zero one or zero one, then I think at that point we should get worried and concerned. Until then, I feel like this is being overblown and that the media and our government is really overblowing this. And I was called everything from a grandma killer to a crazy capitalist to I didn't care about human beings and human life and yada, yada, yada. But the evidence was there that this was being overblown. We had no data to base lockdown, social distancing, mask wearing. And I remember. I remember what it was like. And I think the the memories are so visceral to me because I actually posted stuff out on Facebook and got lambasted for saying it. But I remember. And we have to remember this stuff. Because if we do and we go back and we look at the history, we'll see the correlation is 100% there. 
And now we've got this. It's like I've never seen another time in America where some of the smartest people I know have become so dumb. Where the smartest people in the world have become so dumb. And I just don't think they became dumb overnight. I think the politics infiltrated science. And when politics infiltrates science, which no longer science, it's political ideology. And we already know that people won't admit when their political ideologies are wrong. So we've got a lot of smart people out there saying, we don't know why these young people and people in their 40s and 50s are dropping dead. I've got an idea. Maybe, just maybe, it's the vaccine. I mean, there's already plenty of data to show how many people reported, right? Because it's not all being reported. But just what has been reported, the adverse reactions to the vaccine, we already know that number is way bigger than they originally said it was going to be in the beginning of all this. We know that. We know that's the case. We already know that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I didn't mean to clear my throat so loud into the microphone. But we already know that to be the case, guys. We just have to stop being afraid to say it's the case. There is a correlation here. And I can't fathom why some of the smartest people in the world are willing to stick to a political ideology over the data and what's real and how they can go on national TV and say, though they must have gotten some virus that gave them a uh, heart inflammation and, and gave them some sort of cardiac compromise. How can you say that seriously? Some sort of virus, we don't know what it is. Maybe it's COVID. Maybe it's the vaccine. Maybe it's the mRNA technology that wasn't quite there, wasn't quite ready, that is causing these cardiac issues in people. Maybe, just maybe. Because the correlation is there, guys. And this is something that we all need to pay attention to because the excess mortality rates in America and in Europe and all these places where we've had mass vaccinations are increasing. The data is in. More people are dying than used to die annually. And we should all be asking why why is that why are more people dying now post 2019 than were dying on average prior to 2019 and we should expect answers like honest coherent logical answers not oh we don't know because i mean are we assuming there's a new virus out there if so, what virus is it? Because the last time we assumed there was a new virus out there, it ended up being COVID. And it was easy to identify that one, and everybody was willing to identify that one and make a whole charade out of it and shut down our lives for almost two years, force us to get vaccinations that most of us didn't want because we're not dumb. The vast majority of Americans are not dumb. Yeah, they heard the government say, oh, it's a safe and only the sheep, only those who shared the same political ideologies of the left, the far left, believed everything the far left was saying. Oh, they're safe and effective. And when was the last time we put all of our beliefs, hopes, and everything in a pharmaceutical company like Pfizer or Moderna? But we did during COVID. 
crazy. We can't, we can't be afraid to say, Hey, I think you tricked us. I think you fooled us. And I think we're going to have, um, a lot of damage from this. I think the damage is done and I think it's going to get worse guys. And we need to start asking questions. So we need to ask questions. We need to start asking a lot of questions and we can't be afraid to say, Hey, kind of seems like there's a correlation here. Cause if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on to the next topic of the show. Something to pay attention to, guys. I'm really concerned about this excess death rate in America. But I want to move on and, and talk about something that could be potentially good news, and that's Vic Ramaswamy. He just announced last night, officially, that he's also running for president. And I, I, I'm assuming, and, and I don't know, maybe I should know right off the top of my head, uh, that he's running as a Republican, I think it would be hilarious if he ran as a Democrat and gave Biden a, a primary challenge. That, I mean, he would get no support from the DNC or anything, but we could fund him. I mean, we could legitimately fund his campaign by sending our donations directly to him uh, so he could run. And I think, you know, maybe he would. I don't, I don't know if he 100% identifies as a Republican. Uh, I've never really paid attention to his, um, uh, to his, political leanings if you will but you're 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 probably wondering who he is and and if you haven't heard of him well I wanted to take a moment today to to share who he is and you know I I like the guy already because you know he's from Cincinnati so I like the guy he's from Ohio <clears throat> he grew up in Ohio and you know he's he's an entrepreneur which obviously you know, I enjoy that aspect uh, of of him, and uh, he's got some really interesting viewpoints. And he wrote a couple books too. He wrote Woke Incorporated. He he wrote Nation of Victims, and and both I believe were uh, best selling books. Uh, and he, I mean, he is just an an interesting guy. And I I was kind of it's weird because I'd seen him like kind of out there a little bit more and, and going on like CNBC and, and, and a lot of shows recently. And I, you know, and he was really spouting more, uh, like political narratives on most of the interviews that, that he was doing. And, uh, I kind of wondered like, is this guy going to run for office? But I, my assumption was going to be, maybe he's going to run. Cause you know, there'll be another Senate seat coming up here in Ohio eventually. And I was thinking, well, maybe this is like a run up to that. Like maybe he's going to run for to be the other senator in Ohio next to J.D. Vance. And that doesn't appear to be the case at all. Uh, he came out last night and said straight up, I'm running for president, uh, which is good. I think, you know, the more the merrier, the more viewpoints that we can hear and the more perspectives that we can get are a good thing. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see him putting his hat in the ring. Um, it's funny. I was going to read you guys his bio from his website, but I, and I was just getting ready to say, I think, I think the left, the CNNs of the world, because this guy, you know, he's of Indian descent and you know, he's not your, 
you know, the, he's everything the left thought would run with with them, right? You know, he he's uh, got brown skin. He's he's an entrepreneur. He he invested or uh, started a company in biotech, and you know, he's everything. I think the left was like, oh, he should be over here with us, you know, because they like to segregate people based off of their skin color. And so when he's announced last night that he was going to run, I was like, oh man, they're going to attack him hard. Like it's going to be brutal. It's going to be vicious and brutal. And they're going to go after everything. They're going to make sure this guy gets like Google's going to go after him. You know, the YouTubes of the world, social medias, they're all going to start suppressing this guy because of his beliefs. And it's funny because I was going to read you his bio directly from his website, but guess what? You can't even access it this morning. You you can't even get to it, which tells you everything you need to know. It was working just fine last night when I was doing show prep uh, late last night, but it is no longer working this morning, and he announced late last night. So there, it looks like they're already, and I'm not trying to, you know, conspiracy theory, tinfoil hat this, but it's just interesting that first thing this morning, you can't even access his website. He, he probably has like Amazon cloud servers, uh, that, that run his website and Amazon probably already like turned the flip the switch off and said, ah, no, we don't want this guy's, uh, message getting out there because it's a strong message. Uh, it's a very strong message. I mean, the guy that wrote Woke Incorporated and basically Woke Incorporated was about, you know, these all these corporations going woke. And and it's a good book. And the other one was Nations uh, of Victims talking about how, you know, we've created a victim mentality and a victim culture in America. And I couldn't agree more with him on on some of his stances. And he is somebody that thinks, you know, that we have this overt, and over the top, uh, you know, race baiting in America, and that we can never actually get together and and be one if all that remains in place. One of the first things he said he would do as president would eliminate the executive order for um, for uh, affirmative action, and that's a pretty bold stance to say that day one in office you're you're going to eliminate affirmative action. I mean, that, that is a very bold stance. And of course, you know, they're going to attack him for being a racist and all of that, et cetera. But his stance is affirmative action in of itself is racist. Like to say you have to have a quota of different skin colors and hire based off of that, <clears throat> excuse me, is in itself racist. I'm going to real quick, I'm just going to jump over onto, this will be a good case study for you guys. I'm going to do it right here on the show. I'm going to just jump over and see if I can bring it up on DuckDuckGo. <clears throat> now, if it's a Google thing, his website won't come up. If it's a server thing, his website still will not come up. <clears throat> Sorry, I don't mean to keep clearing my throat. I don't know why I'm so throaty today. Uh, so here I go. I'm going in. I'm going to see if I can bring it up on DuckDuckGo. This will be interesting to see if I can actually pull a site up. And you're probably thinking this is Justin, why you're doing this right now. Like you're in the middle of your podcast, like just do the podcast. Uh, but I, I don't, it's bothering me that you can't even get to, maybe there's so many millions of Americans that are excited. He's running for president that they're just bogging down his website. I don't know. Maybe, or maybe it's being 
uh, metered down a little bit. Well, you can't even get to it through DuckDuckGo, so that's not working, but <clears throat> I encourage you guys, go out, look this guy up, Vek Ramaswamy. <clears throat> Excuse me. His name is spelled V-I-V-E-K, and then Ramaswamy, R-A-M-A-S-W-A-M-Y. Take a look, look him up, see where he lands, see what his perspectives are, and, you know, decide for yourself if he's somebody you would want to throw your support behind. And, and again, this is not a uh, political, like, I am not endorsing him for president of the United States. I just think it's amazing that, you know, an entrepreneur, somebody that's not been a lifelong politician, these are my favorite types of people to run for office, non-lifetime politicians. So I'm excited that another non-lifetime swamp rat, swamp butt politician is not throwing their hat in the ring. Instead, it's somebody that's got more to lose in politics than they will ever gain in politics. The guy's already wealthy. The guy's already multi-millionaire. And, and you watch. The swamp will attack him. The mainstream media will attack him. Both political parties will attack him. Now, of course, Trump, who was the other outsider to run, will also attack this guy because, yeah, they got a primary election that they're going to go through. But watch everybody else also attack him who have nothing to do with the campaign or running the race, right? They don't belong to one of the, the opponents in this upcoming primary, but they will come at him full force because he will tear the system down, the system of elitist. And so they will attack him. So I'm excited. I'm excited he's running. If you get a chance, go out and check it out. And then the other thing I wanted to talk to you guys about today is, you, have you guys seen this? This You might not have yet, but it appears, according to a tweet that I saw yesterday by Lara Logan, who we all know, Lara Logan used to be like the field reporter and the investigative reporter for CBS News. She's been at a couple other outlets. And the minute, though, she started questioning wokeism and the woke media and the government, she fell from grace. They all got rid of her and said, no, Lara Logan can't work here anymore because she's a conspiracy theorist. She wears a tinfoil hat. And I don't think that's the case at all with Lara. And she's an amazing investigative journalist. Well, anyway, she she put this tweet out uh, yesterday that said the... The Biden administration is reportedly preparing to sign a legally binding deal with the WHO, giving it authority to dictate policy for Americans during a pandemic. Now, I have heard rumblings of this from there are a few conspiracy theorist circles, which I'm, I'm not in them. I don't contribute to them, so I don't. But I watch just like I watch the, the far left. I, I, I pay attention to the far right. I mean, how can you make a show? of in the middle if you're not paying attention to the extremes on both sides. The crazy thing is, is that the conspiracy theory circles that I, I pay attention to on the right have been saying this for a while now, that this would happen, that the U.S. would give over the rights to manage future pandemics to the WHO. And their theory was because it's all about this one world power that that the global elitists want to create. And the only way to get there is to turn over our sovereignties 
two different organizations that are reportedly serving the world's interests, like the World Health Organization. So it's a little crazy to me, and it's a little scary that these guys have been saying this and grumbling this for a while now, and then here Lara Logan puts out a tweet that says, this is potentially really happening. Now, so think about this. Well, what is wrong with this? You know, saying why? Why? Because some of you are probably thinking, well, Justin, why is it a big deal if, if we allow the World Health Organization to manage future pandemics? Because we don't have local pandemics anymore. We're, we typically have global pandemics. So, doesn't it make sense to have one organization manage that or be in control of that? Well, if you believe there were no nefarious reasons for doing it, yeah, you might you might think that that might make sense on the surface. But here's the problem. We are a free people in a free country. We don't even answer to our own government if we choose not to. Now, it is afforded to us in the Constitution that if we don't like the government and what they're doing or how they're running our country, we can dismantle them and rebuild them. That's why we have elected leaders. There's only one branch of government that doesn't have elected leaders, and that's the judicial branch, the Supreme Court, and the federal judges. And they are chosen by those who we elect. So there's a reason we have elected leaders, because we can kick them out of office, or we can dismantle the whole thing if we want. So the problem here, giving over our sovereignty to a third-party entity like the World Health Organization is a big deal. That is us signing over and surrendering our sovereign powers of the nation, of the people, by the people, and for the people to a world government. That is not a good thing because we can't, we don't elect anybody at the World Health Organization. We don't have a say. We don't have a vote. So the problem is, is the minute that our government signs over authority to a third-party organization, they've sold or canceled our sovereignty. This is not a good thing. This is something we need to pay attention to. And if you start seeing the headlines come out that this is a real thing and this is really happening, we need to be on the phone banks calling our representatives Every day, every single day, until they make sure this doesn't happen or pass legislation to make this illegal for it to be done. And I do believe there are people in Congress right now that have also seen this reporting who said yesterday that they will introduce legislation to make sure that this isn't even a possibility because it's a big deal. Imagine being told by some foreign power somewhere else, not here in the United States, that you have to, hey, lockdowns. Lockdowns like they saw in Australia that were crazy. Stay in your house. Don't come out. If you do, you're going to prison. You're going to a camp. And if that's what the World Health Organization would have the authority to do that to Americans. And we as Americans will never, we should never be okay giving up our sovereignty. We've already given up too many freedoms to our own government, which need to be addressed and redressed. But there's no way in hell we should be giving up our freedoms to some world organization of unelected leaders that we did not elect. 
And shame on the Biden administration for even thinking this, guys. And this is why I think, you know, and you know, this is why I think they're compromised. Because guess who is one of the biggest supporters of the Chinese Communist Party and how they operate? The World Health Organization. They hold China up as this, you know, amazing country doing amazing things for its citizens when they're an authoritarian regime and throw people in concentration camps like the Uyghurs in China. They have probably more human rights violations than any other countries other than maybe some Middle Eastern countries and some Northern African countries. More human rights violations, like current, recent history, not 150 years ago, recent, current human rights violations than any other country in the world. But the World Health Organization thinks they're amazing. Do you know where the World Health Organization gets a lot of their funding from? Other than the United States? China. And we've already had the conversation about China and infiltration and wanting to take over everything. This is a bad move. And shame on the Biden administration for even thinking this would be smart. Because it's not. And they would be giving over our sovereignty to unelected world leaders. Not okay, guys. Not okay. And if, if these headlines, if you start seeing these, get concerned. Start making the phone calls. Other bad news up in Canada, our friends up in Canada, used to be another sovereign free country. Not so much anymore, it seems like. There was a new report, and, and I kind of mentioned it already uh, in a previous episode, about how China helped get Justin Trudeau reelected in Canada's last election cycle. And I firmly believe this is part of infiltration and collaboration on the part of the Chinese. And if you haven't heard that episode, go back about the, because you, you may not know what I'm referencing. I, I talked about it in a previous episode. It, go back to the, the one titled, The Invasion of China, uh, Is It Happening, etc. Go back, listen to that episode. You'll know what I'm talking about when it comes to infiltration and collaboration. And this is really scary, guys, because the Canadian Security Intelligence Services uh, released documents to the Globe and Mail, which is a uh, news organization in Canada, showing that China sought to protect a network of, and I'm quoting what China dubbed Canadian friends. It was a euphemism for the Chinese Communist Party assets in Canada. Now, this is coming from the Canadian Secret Intelligence Service. And they released these documents in this investigation to the Globe and Mail so they could disseminate, disseminate it out to the Canadian people. But they were using, they were seeking to protect this network of friends, what the Chinese dubbed assets of China in Canada. So the Globe and Mail described this CCP friends circle as a community it relies on to build relations, influence, and covertly, covertly, I'm trying to talk properly this morning, covertly gather information from people in their government. Apparently, one of the CCP's friends 
on this list that the Canadian intelligence services found and uncovered in an investigation they were doing was none other than the liberal prime minister, Justin Trudeau. So basically this all broke because apparently uh, Chinese diplomats quietly issued warnings to friendly influential, influential Canadians in early 2022, advising them to reduce their contact with federal politicians to avoid being caught up in a foreign interference investigation by Canada's spy agency. So basically, Canada got wind of some things. Their, their uh, secret or security intelligence services caught wind of China influence and China peddling and getting, again, infiltration and collaboration, getting collaborators inside Canada's government. So they started investigating and they came across some communication from China, Chinese diplomats saying, hey, guys, um, you guys need to reduce your contact with federal politicians. Otherwise, you might be getting caught up. They, they call wind, China call wind of this investigation and put out some communication for people to reduce their contact with federal politicians to avoid being caught up in this investigation. And that caught the attention of the Canadian Secret Intelligence Service. And so they were like, well, who's this friends list? And so they got their hands on it through actual investigation work. I mean, wouldn't it be nice if we had like an organization in our country that would still investigate espionage and, and Chinese peddling in favors in America with American politicians? Oh, we do, but they just, they're ideologues too now. The FBI, CIA, all of them are ideologues. So we won't get these types of investigations. They can't even release the information on a laptop that we have confirmed to be real. Of course, they're not going to turn on politicians. That's crazy talk. But God bless the Canadian security intelligence services. God bless them for doing their job. And they came in. And this is a big deal. I mean, people took to the streets up in Canada to protest and saying Justin Trudeau should be should resign, step down, or be thrown out of office immediately. And I agree, because he's been one of the most authoritarian leaders throughout the pandemic that in the world, and still is. So the Globe reported as a part of this, this information drop that China employed a sophisticated strategy to seek the return of a minority liberal government and to defeat conservative politicians considered to be unfriendly to Beijing in the 2021 federal election. Some of the tactics outlined in this Canadian Secret Service report included disinformation campaigns. Ha ha ha, there's that word. It's a communist word. Disinformation campaigns, undeclared cash donations, and the use of international Chinese students. Why are there so many international Chinese students in Canada? Why are there so many in America? Infiltration? <laughs> I don't know. Having a lot of encounters at our southern border. Canada got the same problem? Sounds like it. Chinese students, international Chinese students, studying in Canada as a campaign, as campaign volunteers to support preferred liberal candidates. The classified documents show that Chinese influence operations went beyond election interference, employing tactics to target Canadian legislators and sway public opinion through proxies in the business and academic communities. Man, did, 
Did we not just talk about this? Did Dan Mangino not just do a show about this? God bless the Canadian intelligence agencies for doing some investigating and trying to blow the lid. But have you noticed, have you even heard about this? Have you seen it? Have you turned on a TV, radio, or anything and even heard about this? Or is this the first time you're hearing about it? If this is the first time you're hearing about it, guys, this is what I'm talking about. It will get no airtime. It will get no airtime. So in the response to the Globe story, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau told reporters at a Friday news conference that he expects, and this is in quotes, expects CSIS to find out who is leaking the secret reports and stuck to his long-held view that Chinese interference operations did not affect the overall results of the 2019 and 2021 elections. Of course not. Of course not. It's certainly a sign that security within CSIS needs to be reviewed. I'm expecting CSIS to take the issue very seriously, Trudeau said. So instead of being like, hey, yeah, we really need to look into this. No, because he's the one implicated in this. He's turning the tables back on the intelligence agency in Canada and saying, oh, no. No, the security threat is within you guys because somebody clearly got this wrong. Like, seriously? Seriously. Guys, if that doesn't scream corruption and that Justin Trudeau actually knows he's in hot water, what does? Uh, And it gets worse because in the same report, you guys remember the trucker thing? The whole Canadian trucker thing? It was like really, really... Awesome. Um, it was an amazing thing to see. And uh, as part of this investigation and looking into the background of why Justin Trudeau does what he does and whether or not he's beholden to China, et cetera, uh, the same reporting said that Justin Trudeau actually talked quite a bit with President Biden about this trucker convoy and the truck trucker protests up there in Canada and took a lot of his lead, according to this story, took the lead from Joe Biden. Crazy. So Biden was giving his thoughts to Justin Trudeau directly on what he should do with the trucker convoy situation. We know what they eventually did. They arrested people. They seized their bank accounts. They drained. So, I mean, you've got an American president recommending to a Canadian prime minister authoritarian actions to take on his own people. Does that mean Biden will do it here too? Oh, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. So you got evidence coming out that uh, the Chinese have influenced and have a list. Their words, the Chinese Communist Party's words, an asset list of friendlies in Canada. Justin Trudeau's name is on that list. Justin Trudeau's like, oh, no, no, the, the, the intelligence agency here in Canada is just wrong and they need to investigate themselves. But isn't it funny how, like, this story comes out and we're shooting down 
spy balloons all over Canada and North America? Huh. I don't know. Slide of hand. Slide of hand. Look over here. Spy balloons. Spy balloons we have yet to recover, guys. We haven't... Re remember the one that flew all over North America and all the way down to the coast of South Carolina? We shot it down and people filmed it. We had that thing plucked out of the water in, what, 30 minutes? And I'm exaggerating, I know. But quickly, we still have not recovered the balloons or spy balloons or whatever balloons that were shot down all over North America. Still don't know. Now Biden came out and said, oh, well, they're just, they were weather balloons or data gathering balloons. We don't really know what they were. But you don't have to worry about them. We just wanted the news to talk about it for at least four or five days so we could change the news cycle. And this story would get no weight out of Canada about how Justin Trudeau definitely is in bed with the Chinese Communist Party. Can't have that getting out there now, can we? You see how it works? Do you see how it works? They just change the news cycle, guys. Well, how, but how could they do that, Justin? We have a free press. The press, the media doesn't lie to us. Their job is to report facts and, and to do stories they want to do. Right. Right. Do you hear anybody else talking about this? And what are the odds that if China has a Canada, Canadian assets list, a friendlies list, they don't also have a United States of America friendlies list? Who's on that list? Hmm? I'd love to see it. I'd love for us to have an intelligence agency in America willing to find that out and investigate all the dealings with China. And we can start with Hunter Biden and his laptop and his and his uncle's involvement and his dad's involvement, 10% to the big guy. Let's look at let's look at the history of Biden policy with China. Is it soft? I mean, our most recent examples, we let a spy balloon travel the entire United States before we decided to shoot it down. But then we immediately shot down four unidentified weather balloons, apparently, in quick order with no questions asked. I mean, apparently we were shooting them down without even positively identifying them. It's what the Defense Department wants you to think is their statement. But the one, the one that is confirmed to be a Chinese spy balloon, we let traverse the entire United States of America before we shot it down. Is that soft on China? <laughs> kind of seems like it. Where else are we soft on China? Where else are we soft on China? And guys, I'm going to throw out a theory right now, and I don't know if I can back it up, but I, I just, you know, because I'm the Mitch McConnells of the world, you know, Joe Biden, Mitch McConnell's, these senators, the Lindsey Grahams, Feinstein, she's already retired, had Chinese spy working for her. I think there's a lot of corruption in the United States Senate, and I have a theory here. I think for decades there has been, and it's the same core group of people, John McCain was involved, Lindsey Graham's involved, Schumer's involved, and I don't know how many more going back. Mitch McConnell's involved. 
I think we have an extreme, because where did Biden come from? Out of the Senate. Barack Obama. A lot of people. I think we have had a corrupt... I think if, if you were an intelligence officer, if you're an intelligence officer listening to this show right now, look at the Senate. Go back 30 years. And I believe most of our corruption right now starts there. Start in the Senate. My theory is that the biggest corruption in United States history has started in the Senate. It continues in the Senate and has branched out from the Senate. Corruption in Ukraine, corruption in China, corruption in other European countries, corruption here in the United States, self-dealings, favorable dealings. There's a ton of evidence to support it. I'm going to make one more theory. And I cannot prove this, but it's just a theory I have. I believe Whatever corruption was going on in Ukraine for the last 20 years has United States senator fingerprints all over it. And that's why we're throwing money at this. That's why we're why we're making it a big spectacle and a show that it's all about, you know, Ukraine sovereignty and fighting back Russian aggression because we have to cover up their crimes. It's a theory. I'm 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 even trying not to be accusational. But I believe the theory is there's a lot of corruption in the United States Senate, in Ukraine. And this is why I believe this, guys, this is nothing more than a sideshow. I believe Ukraine is nothing more than to keep paying money into a country that is known for corruption, that will launder money back out to people in politics here in America, to mostly senators in the United States Senate. And China is probably the orchestrator of all this because I believe every single one of these guys has sold out to China too over the last 20 and 30 years. I don't think there's going to be a big war between Russia and Ukraine and us. I think it's all a sideshow. There's too much interest in Ukraine to destroy it. I think Russia knows that. I think China knows that. And I think China is orchestrating the whole thing. It's a sideshow job. It's sleight of hand to pull your attention away from everything else, all the infiltration and collaboration that's going on in the United States now. China is aligned with Russia. Russia is aligned with China. It's a good story to say, well, we've had issues between Russia and Ukraine and a dispute over land and all this. It's a good argument to make. To have this invasion. I mean, look at the invasion in general, guys. It it was probably one of the worst executed invasions in modern history with a modern military. It doesn't pass the smell test. How are they that inept at invading a country? A country that is much smaller and weaker than them militarily. Why has the invasion stopped? Why has it only go, gone so far into Ukraine? Well, the talking points are, well, that they're Ukraine's really fighting back and putting up a good fight. Do I think fighting is actually happening? Yes, because these people do not care if a few people die. We know that from years and years of endless wars, they don't mind sending people to places to die for their benefit. This is my theory. I can't prove it. But guys, I think the corruption starts in the Senate. It started there 30, 40 years ago. It's sprawled out. 
I think China is firmly in control of all of this. I don't think there's going to be this huge escalation. I think it's all to scare the crap out of people. Russia just barely went over the border. A couple airstrikes here and there. Just to make it look good. And it's all sleight of hand as China slowly infiltrates and collaborates its way to being the world power. While people in our Congress sell us down the river. It's my theory, so just pay attention and watch. I think the news is going to get worse out of Ukraine. I think it's going to get worse out of Russia. I think there's going to be a lot more saber rattling and a lot more fear mongering happening. But it's it's not going to kick off a World War III because we're not there yet. The only way that kicks off, I don't, I don't know if there's enough infiltration and collaboration in America. I mean, maybe there is. If you listen to yesterday's show, maybe there is. Maybe there is enough collaboration and infiltration already. I don't know. Maybe we're already on to the destruction phase of the plan. I mean, it, it, we, we talk correlations. We, we talk correlations early in the, in the show as it pertained to excess deaths and the COVID vaccination. Maybe there's enough correlation here. I mean, we've got train cars falling off rails every week and dispewing toxic chemicals into the air. We've got manufacturing companies, food processing plants burning down, blowing up and burning down almost weekly in America. We've got sabotage at electric substations all over the southeast United States, and now there's reports of it happening out on the west coast as well. And we've got a record number of encounters of Chinese nationalists at our southern border. Maybe. Maybe we're already on to the destruction phase. So, maybe. I, I just don't think they're there yet. Maybe this is the destruction phase to to make it to where we, we can't make our own food, process our own food. We have uh, food supply shortages, prices go up, infl- inflation keeps going, and then boom, maybe the EMP show up. I don't know. Maybe the, the balloons carrying the EMP show up and... And uh, they finish off the destruction phase. Maybe. But guys, this is serious. And and I think most of this is sleight of hand. I don't, this is not, not a conspiracy theorist. I'm just looking at what's going on and applying the logic and common sense test to it. And most of this does not pass the test. Anyway. Guys, I have to leave it there because I'm completely out of time and I've got to get to work, but I'm so happy that you're here with me for another episode. Please, if if this made you think, made you laugh, made you cry, got you fired up, uh, share the show. Share it with friends, share it with family. Make sure to leave a comment. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already subscribed. Make sure to hit the subscribe button. Leave a rating, leave a review. It'll mean the world to me. It'll make the show better. I will be back here with you guys again tomorrow morning. And I can't wait until I am. Until then, guys, have a great American day and take care.